We are simple. Our life is simple. Even when our life seems complicated, complex and entangled, it is a simple moment. Simple holes that we put together into a complexity that then seems difficult to embrace, difficult to open this heart-mind. And because of that, it sometimes seems unsatisfying and even as a source of suffering. But it is only our unwillingness to embrace, to embrace this simple moment that makes unsatisfactoriness, makes suffering. In the next few days, in these several talks, I will use various texts, but in the beginning of every talk, or I will bring up a quotation from Joko that, in a sense, will continue in the talk. When attention to the present moment falters and we drift into some version of I have to have it my way, Joko says, a gap is created in our awareness of reality as it is right now. Into that gap pours all the mischief of our life. We create gap after gap after gap all day long. The point of practice is to close these gaps, to reduce the amount of time we spend being absent. I would say being in the gap, caught in our self-centered dream. And that self-centered dream is exactly the gap, the complications, the complexities that we entangle this simple moment rather than be this simple moment. And right now, and now is always right now, this universe is our opportunity. This universe is Azen. This universe is Azeni. This right here is where our opportunity of responding is our opportunity of joy and satisfaction. This, that, is hard to let in. To let in even when it seems what seems to be closed-hearted and closed-minded to us, what seems to be the gap, even the gap, this self-centered dream, if we can let that in, then even I have to allows the present moment. And our practice is to knock on a closed mind, 
be open-mindedly closed-minded when that's the way it is. Being open-heartedly closed-hearted when that's the way we are. Because it's this experiencing right here, this life in this simple moment facet that's ours to allow to flow through us for us to seemingly flow through that's zazening or this is zazening an old master Keizan Zenji, you might have heard of him. He was a successor of Dogen. Well, he wasn't the direct successor. He was fourth generation successor of Dogen. Wrote a very nice text, which is called in Japanese Azenyo Jinki and can be translated as What to be aware of in Zazen or what Zazening is. And in this he has, uses a metaphor, if we could say that. He says, mind is like the ocean water, the body is like the waves. As there are no waves without water, and no water without waves. Water and waves are not separate. Motion and stillness are not different. Therefore, it is said, he's quoting earlier, that the true person coming and going, living and dying, is this imperishable body that we call four elements and five clusters. And that's exactly who we are sitting Zazen. That's exactly what it is to enter into this ocean that we always are, and it manifests this ocean, this embodiment. Because the waves are never other than the ocean. Even when we believe particular waves are too high, too low, too rough, too soft, the wrong color, the wrong temperature. That's only us missing the ocean that is always the waves because we're believing the gap. We're believing I have to have it my way. What we do is we believe that conditions of the world are a threat because we believe we hold our thoughts and judgments and emotions. That's the only hindrance to this open-heartedness ocean that we are to seeing what's so right now and and responding. So when the ocean waves bump into rocks, they respond. It doesn't take them away from the ocean. They simply respond to the rocks in the way that's appropriate. What makes trouble especially for us is that changing conditions sometimes feel like a personal attack. 
whether it's so-called our own body-mind condition, the words of others, the circumstances. We believe they're a personal attack and we don't notice that belief. Because if we notice that, then that exactly is our practice support to attend to this. The ocean isn't attacked by waves on the shore breaking against rocks, by islands popping up from volcanic eruptions under the sea and all of a sudden piercing the water, the ocean. So for us, what is the practice, what is the opportunity, what is the ability to embrace bodily, experientially these personal attacks rather than turn them into gaps? Can we notice them? Can we see when these changes in life manifest that there's personal, this moment appropriate efforts despite the disagreeableness, despite the ideas we have about them. All sorts of conditions manifest and I would say it seems, but of course we never know, it seems like now because of all the ways that we are connected with others virtually, physically, that these myriad connections lead to almost more limitations on our tolerance of differences, more potential for divisiveness, but that means it's more potential for us to look at what our practice in the midst of that is. It doesn't make a difference if the gap is one moment gap or the gap seems to have been continuing gap after gap, as Joko says, all day or even for days and days, because it's always this moment gap that we have to take care of, is to close this gap is the point of practice of Zazen. We don't have to take care of all the waves in the ocean, because we're just this wave. Being this wave, the way this wave is now, is being the whole ocean. The whole ocean. As far as I know, no waves in the ocean are separate from the ocean. We might think they are. We might believe they are. We might focus on just certain waves. But no waves are separate from the whole ocean. That is exactly our practice. And that's exactly why Keizan Zenji brings up the waves, ocean. Again, it's, you could say it's a metaphor. You could say all sorts of things. And yet at the same time, 
It's a way to penetrate our tendency to separate ourself and believe our self-centered ways of describing conditions, of holding on to thoughts and believing thoughts and emotions about how things, how others, how I should or should not be, which makes what's an undefilable ocean, an undefilable life, into, for us, defiled, into something that's a problem. Keizan Zenji says, the waves of the ocean are without increase or decrease, in the sense that though from one point of view, from externally looking at it and judging it, we might think, oh, it's increasing, it's decreasing, that's a high wave. If we see it that it's all the ocean, high and low wave doesn't make any changes in the ocean. It's all the ocean. It seems low here, it seems high there. But it's all the ocean so that low and high aren't a basis for us to then believe the judgments that we make of that believe the judgments of good and bad and like and dislike, or, as Joko says, the self-centered dream about it, meaning the ways that we then believe, okay, that's one I like, that's one I'll get upset about, that's one that hurts me, this is one that is going to make me feel okay. Then the conditions become defiling the ocean that can't be defiled. The ocean, our life, doesn't get defiled. And at the same time, the ocean manifests exactly the way it does. If you want, it manifests high waves. At other times, it manifests low waves. High waves are the whole ocean, and therefore we call it a high wave. Low wave is the whole ocean, therefore we call it a low wave. If we recognize it, then we have no problems calling it what it is, because what it is is its true name, low wave. But if we fail to see that, then we have a reason why we get upset when it's low waves and we're going out to surf and we want high waves. When it's cold and we want it to be hot or it's hot and we want it to be cold. When it's green and we want it to be blue or go on from there. That's what our zazen is here in this session, is to sit as the wave that we are without entangling in the gap that we put between this wave and this ocean that's right here, our life. Our opinions sentiments, ideas, thoughts, judgments, whichever way we they seem to manifest are just that. More waves on the ocean, except if we believe them. All of these stories, even the ones that are believed, are this moment universe of our Zazen. They are this moment not two. Waves and ocean are not two. Therefore, they're not special, 
no matter which wave appears. And they're not, quote, unspecial or problematic. But if we are not, will not, cannot be present at this moment, are not willing to be at peace as this moment, even at peace with thoughts and ideas about what should and should not be, then we miss this that we can't miss, the ocean that we are. We deny this joyousness that is our life and instead we believe stories. And the consequences of that are what we know very well as this gap that Joko talks about. So, I will stop here since we're just starting session and we can talk a little bit about this zazening, this practicing of being the wave of the ocean, which is zazen. If you want, we could use various ideas. We could even say, well, the wave is the wet body and this mind is the ocean or the thoughts, reactions are the waves. But we don't need to go to that except to the extent that there's something useful from the metaphor, from the ways of speaking of it. Because the point is always to be the ocean that we are in this particular way. That's what Zazen is. To be this particular wave as we are, not as we should be, could be, or much less as someone else is, but not believing our story, then this name is the true name of all the true names of the ocean. Each wave is a true name of the ocean. There isn't a single wave that is not a true name of the ocean. And, if we want to explain further, we could say waves come and go according to cause and effect, etc., etc. But we don't need to do that. We don't need to go there. Because we don't have to take care and figure all that out. All we have to do is be this wave moment which is so simple and yet seems sometimes difficult unless we believe the stories and the gaps and the labels. Then we miss all the Buddhas that surround us. We miss the whole ocean that we're all on, in, of, because we're not allowing the various waves to be as they are. Instead, we close our heart with our judgment of various waves. And then poison our life and the life of the universe. Okay, I want to stop here and we can maybe reflect on this a bit. So... If you want to change position, feel free to do so.
In fact, I just, before we start, this is a slightly different tangent, but it's a nice way to go into this. Suzuki Roshi says, Life is like stepping onto a boat that's about to sail out to sea and sink. The boat is our particular way, I'll say. And sinking is sinking into this ocean that we always are. There's lots of other ways to see that. Mm -hmm. But at this moment, I'll use it that way. So if your Zazen allows you to sink into the ocean that you are, then you can manifest every wave according to circumstances. Yes. Yeah, one, another way would be um, you know, all of our boats are certainly going to sink, so appreciate the ride while it happens. But I like, I like <laughs> Joko's idea of gaps. Um, that resonates with me, although I, I think the, the word gap for me, it might be a little misleading because we tend to think of the gap as being empty. But the gap she's talking about are anything but empty. I think they're full of our, you know, what we refer to often as emotion thought, our, our attachments and our ideas about what should be or shouldn't be. Um, you said, you know, we. We insist that it should be the way that I want it to be. Is that what you said? I have no idea. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know how that is. Um, my way. That's what the way it was. Uh-huh. I insist it should be my way. And you know, one, one thing practice teaches us is that it's always my way. My way is always this way. And the only thing, the gap, the wedge that gets between us and that is our ideas and our attachments and beliefs of what else it should be other than the way it is. Well, it's, in a way, the gap in self isn't a problem mm-hmm. um, because a gap is just a gap and if we could embrace the gap then right there Right here is the present moment. Right here is the whole of the ocean. And embracing the gap is this body-mind experiencing, if I say it that way, of the gap as it manifests this wave of the ocean. Not as the story of believed thoughts and believed emotions wants us, leads us yeah. to it. Well, this is this is the uh, causes and conditions that you were you were talking about. We, yes. We think we we're in control of what arises inside, outside, in our life, and in some minor way, perhaps we are. But for the most part, our job is just to respond to whatever. Sometimes anger arises, sometimes sadness, sometimes confusion arises. And that in itself is not a problem unless we believe it should be otherwise and create a gap between ourselves and the experience. And it becomes a separateness that we can't cope with anymore. Yes. In a way, it's... Acting on the, as you call it, separateness is what makes the separateness separate. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, the separateness is just another... 
wave on this ocean. It's losing track that the waves are just waves. Then you can't take care of the wave. Then you, you know that if any of you have surfed, or at least even swam, swam in an ocean, you know that you adjust according to the size of the wave and according to the velocity and force and direction and all the rest of that. Adjusting to, the, to a small wave doesn't mean you then don't adjust to the next big wave, so to speak, without holding on to either one of them because not a single wave can you hold on to as soon as you grab trying to hold on to it it's gone you can ride it for a while so anyway yes can you turn it around the other way um at first, when you were talking about gap, and you were reading Joko's text, I was thinking of those moments in our everyday life that that all of a sudden you realize zazenning. Yeah. And a sense that's like a gap in my great being. My life isn't too messy. My life's pretty simple, but you know, the gaps to me are. Reminders. Oh, there's this moment. Yes. So I would say it's turning the gap into no gap. Yeah. By being the gap, we discover that from the beginning there's never been a gap. Then we are the no gap gap. No problem. See? Then we don't have to fight the thoughts or the judgments. We simply open to that thought judgment as opposed to using it as a way to push away and push off for whatever else we use it in greed and anger. Then we ter- discover that from the beginning there's never been a gap. Then even the gaps are just more waves. But it takes us willing to be present, willing to be what seems to be, what we're sure is hard to be, what we're sure is unfair to be, what we're sure should not happen to me. I should not have this gap. How come she doesn't have it and he doesn't have it? Why do I have it? Or whatever other story we want to do with it. Then we're not, you know, then we're in that reaction or that self-centeredness because we believe we're one wave and not the other wave. See, in a way it's that self-centeredness that insists that I'm only this wave. I'm not the whole ocean, and I'm not those other waves on the ocean. They're only that wave. They might be a better wave than me. I wish I was a wave like their wave. But then we forget that they're not another wave except this one ocean. Then they could be their wave, and I could be my wave. If we all have parts in a play and we're caught up that my part is the wrong part and their part is the good part, then the whole play doesn't play well. If we're willing to be the part of the play that we are and do it as best we can, then the whole play is just the ocean playing the play. From the beginning, you could say, Zazenin, is being the whole ocean as this particular wave that we are. See, then the ocean doesn't hinder the wave from being the wave. 
and the wave perfectly manifests the whole of the ocean. The body manifests perfectly this whole universe as it is. That's what we're talking about. That's what this practice is. Then we can be anywhere. As Keizan Zenji says, in sitting Zazen, everything is at rest and you can penetrate everywhere. Thus, it's like returning home to sit in peace. Let's see. There's, I have two translations here. There are more than two translations. Well, they both say the same thing, basically. So. Okay. Yes. Um, I do a lot of swimming in Lake Michigan. Yes. And... Uh, very often there are waves. Yes. And some of them are big waves, scary waves. Uh-huh. Uh, if they're too scary, then you don't want to get wet at all. <laughs> but, but, it's just listening to what you're saying and thinking of my experience of being in the water is when I am in a specific wave, uh-huh. And taking a stroke, I am just in that wave. Uh-huh. There's no other wave. Yes. At that moment. That's right. And you're just where you are taking the stroke that you are. And then, when even when you got out of the lake and you continue walking from the lake to your home, it's still the lake. It's just the lake in the form of walking on the concrete sidewalk back to your home. What does that mean? Just walk. Well, then it's still the lake. It's so still the, the ocean. That the concrete is still the lake? Yes. It's the whole lake is just your life. Where, wherever you I are, whether that. you're in the water or you're on, okay. or you're walking home. Then... You walk just walking. That's the wave that you're on. You're on the walking on the sidewalk wave. (laughs) Or you're on this wave where you're tripping on the sidewalk and falling and hurting yourself. That's another wave. Mm -hmm. And then you take care of that as best you can. Ow! Ooh, help me up, please. That's another wave. That's the closing the gap from the present moment. The gap that wants to separate us from the present moment. Then, we're always no gap wherever we are. Can't be any place else. It's only if we don't see it that we get in trouble with it. So, paying attention to walking, yes, which I need to do, yes, or I'll fall, yes, um, and I've never had to do that before. Actually, we always have to do it, but we usually think, "Oh, I don't have to do it before," and you know, I could just walk, but I could be thinking about what they said to me before and what I'm going to say back to them tomorrow when I get to see them again, then we miss the walking that we're walking. Now, (laughs) life keeps reminding us, hey, be here, be here right where you are now. (laughs) Be this wave. Tomorrow's wave you could take care of tomorrow. Or, Be this wave of walking and being drifting in your thoughts and bumping into things. And okay, that's that's a fine wave, except it hurts. So, if we want to hurt, well, then we hold on to get, fall into the gaps and 
get ourselves stuck in there. That's our choice, our practice choice, if we say it that way. It's the tendencies of self-centeredness are not ours to, what should I say, determine when they arise. But when they arise, if we're clear in our practice and clear in our understanding and clear in our oceanness, then we can take care of whichever tendency wave arises. You know, where it comes from, who knows? You know, ocean waves come from all the way on the other side of the ocean, all around the earth. They just keep circling around the earth. Forces, we don't have to worry about where they all came from. But we do need to take care of the ones that are here. And it doesn't require anything other than what you're capable of right now. You just take care of this moment as skillfully as you can. And then you're the perfect wave in the perfect ocean. Which is what you've always been. Except, as Jokel says, when we create a gap, then we suffer. Or cause suffering. That's why we need to do Zazen, to ungap. That's not a good word, but... uh, It's not a legitimate word, but still, (laughs) I'll say it. To unplug the gaps (laughs) so that the ocean can flow through them. (laughs) And we can flow through the ocean, wherever the ocean brings us. Yes? Reminded of uh, Lake Erie, because uh-huh. Lake Erie became polluted, yes, and uh, toxic, and it, and it had to be cleaned up. Mm-hmm. So maybe um, you know that that could be another way to another type of analogy, but in terms of um, so I was ending, probably maybe not cleaning up, but. Maybe the ability to refresh or renew, to, to, because um, uh, um, sometimes it can be difficult to even notice the gap, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so, in some of these habits that, that you know are the gap, they, they they can be very comfortable. Actually, one, one might be uncomfortable with them. And, <laughs> Yeah, no, um, you're right. <laughs> so, um, despite how comfortable we can be with those gaps, there are moments where we can notice our suffering and our discomfort. We can notice the gap. It's up, of course, it's up to us. To be willing to, if I say it, slow down enough to see the discomfort in the midst of what we call comfortable or the drivenness or the self-centeredness in the midst of that. Truthfully, it appears in all sorts of ways in our life according to who we are. And if we see it, We could give it big fancy names, call it the five obstructions or the hindrances or all sorts of other fancy names, but those are generalities. It's always in the specific. We don't have to worry about what we don't see. All we have to do is when we notice that. And certainly if you're sitting, you can't help but notice where emotion, thought, gaps, where where dreaming in self-centered ways appears. And if we're attentive to it, we can take care of that. We don't have to take care of all the rest. Where there's no gap, 
fine. We're here. It seems to be comfortable, fine. Don't worry about it. Enjoy the comfort. But if you're present and notice, then you notice where the discomfort is. You take care of that. And whenever there's need, other discomforts will be more um, um, evident to you. You don't have to go fix what doesn't need to be fixed. So we don't have to figure out that the whole lake is toxic. If we take care of this toxic moment, the next toxic moment appears. Appears because we are present and because we sense it with our tongue, with our eyes, with our body. We sense it. And we have guides. Guides like talking about greed and anger and confusion or ignorance. Those are guides. We have other guides like precepts. If we notice, I don't want to go too much into them, but if we notice simple things like speaking of faults of others and getting angry, you know right there there's something going on. Um, all sorts of others. I'll maybe talk about some of it, some of it more specifically in another talk but those are reminders that I'm believing the story about this wave if we notice ourselves believing the story about this wave better than that wave then right there there's the gap or as Joko said some version of quote I have to have it my way Close quote. So if you notice some version, your own version, because each of us have our own version, so I have to have it my way, then you notice there's something to do. My wrong, I think that's a, some version of that is a title of a Frank Sinatra song. <laughs> I did it my way? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he's known for. Yes. Well, you could do it your way if the, as long as the universe goes along with it. But when the universe bumps into your way, or your way bumps into the universe, if that leads to suffering and harming, then your way is not the ocean's way. And you'll splash up against it, to mix metaphors. I hadn't thought of that I don't know well who knows yes this brings to mind the other day I was um, I was going home for lunch and when I and when I and I was uh, and I was feeling sort of in a hurry and um, when I got to my driveway to pull in my driveway my neighbor and his sister were in the driveway I mean, you know, our, they border, our driveway borders their front lawn. And anyway, they were weeding or something in the driveway, and so they were blocking my way. Weeding? Weeding or something. Weaving, okay. And so, um, so I, I pulled up, and there they were. And I just sort of looked at them, and then the, the guy's sister... Um, started to, you know, started to try to scoot over, and then um, my neighbor um, sort of started walking toward the car, and I, you know, and, I, and I'm thinking, Uh-oh. why is he walking toward the car? He just needs to get out of the way, so I can get it. I mean, it's, when you talk about driven and self-centered, there it was. I, you know, my blinders were on. My mission was to go into my driveway and get into the house and have lunch as quickly as possible. I only have a certain amount of time. <laughs> and, um, you know, but I, but I saw it. I, I suddenly realized he's walking over, and by this time he was actually at my door. And, um, you know, and I opened the door or something. He said, hi, Lisa. You know, and I said, hi, Bob. And then I, I don't know if he said, what are you doing or something. I said, well, I'm just, uh, I, I'm just going up the 
in the drive-in, and just right then I realized he just wants to chat with you. <laughs> As opposed to he's getting in my way when I want to get in right now to eat quickly. Suddenly I just realized, and I just saw him, you know, and I just said, you know, um, you know that's backbreaking work or something. You know, I oh, yeah, it is, and they... And I chatted with them for, I don't know, maybe it was, you know, one minute. Um, and, you know, and then, you know, and I said, well, like, after event, you know, I better get in, you know, I got to have lunch. And, you know, I drove in. And, you know, it was, I felt so much better. And it was so much, it was so nice to have made that connection. And, you know, and it just woke me up to this little bubble I was, I was driving. Um, yes. We, we and, you know, didn't cost anything to, to talk to them for a few minutes, but normally with sort of this sort of drivenness, you know, that I have, it, it, you know, it would have been a different story sometime in the past. We, we believe the stories of the little bubbles that we're on to shift metaphors, we're on a highway and we're in a little <laughs> bubble and we have stories about all the other little bubbles or all the other waves on the ocean but we forget that our practice is being the whole ocean in being the particular bubble wave that we are or particular body-mind that we think we are and we think ends in the bubble, around the bubble that we want to impose on ourselves. Okay, good. Thank you. We'll continue.